Hi guys, Michelle here. Just trying to take a few moments before the podcast to remind everyone that if you want to hear the music selections at the end of the podcast, you have to do so listening to it on the Anchor app. Also, if you could take a few moments to rate this podcast and subscribe, it would really help me out. Thank you. On September 18, 1587, in Florence, Italy, Francesca Caccini, sometimes called La Caccina, or the songbird, was born into a very musical family. Her father, Giulio Caccini, was a popular composer, and her mother, Lucia Gaglianati, younger sister, Satima, and stepmother, Margareta della Scala, were all talented singers. Francesca received a humanist education, which means she studied Latin, rhetoric, geometry, philosophy, astrology, contemporary languages, and also received basic music training from her father. She learned to read music and play keyboard, Spanish guitar, lute, harp, therabo, and viols. Ensembles of women were in fashion at this time in Florence, and Francesca probably performed in one from an early age. Francesca, Satima, and her half-brother Pompeo and Margareta were members of an ensemble known as Donne di Giulio Romano, which translates as the Ladies of Giulio of Rome. That Giulio, of course, was Giulio Caccini. Giulio tirelessly promoted this group, and they took part in several of the earliest operas, including Jacopo Peri's Eurydice and Caccini's own Il Rapimento di Calfalo. The Caccini family visited France, where they performed in two musical entertainments for the marriage of Marie de Domici to Henry IV, King of France, in October 1600. When Francesca sang French songs for the king, he proclaimed her the best singer in the country and offered her a position serving the French court. There seems to have been a disagreement about letting Francesca serve the French court uh, as Grand Duke Ferdinando I of Tuscany, who was Marie Michi's uncle, um, wanted Francesca to serve his court as well. And whatever the case might have been, we know that by November 1607, Francesca was commissioned by the Medici family to compose a dance piece by Michelangelo. Yes, that Michelangelo. Therefore, she had turned down the position to work at the French court. Some believe it was because her family did not want to portray that French people were better than Italians. Francesca received both a salary and a dowry from the Medici family. Around the same time Francesca accepted the position of court musician, she received the orders to marry Giovanni Battista Signorini, who, which is very interesting, was a student of Giulio Caccini's. Being ordered to marry was common practice of a woman who worked for the court. Giovanni was a tenor and a string player, but he was not a wealthy man. Once married, Caccini and Signorini both benefited by continuing to perform in festivals and at court, 
each earning an annual salary of 120 scudi in 1607. By 1614, Francesca was the court's most highly paid musician, earning 240 scudi. Francesca served the Medici court as a teacher, a chamber singer, rehearsal coach, and composer of both chamber music and stage music until early 1627. I exhausted my research into the history of what a scudi was worth. Um, I did find out that it's a silver coin, and its worth fluctuated by the region you were in. And even though I was not able to get a comparison to what a scudi would be worth today, we are led to assume um, that Francesca made a good living working for the court. In 1618, Francesca published Il Primo Libro della Musica, a collection of 32 monodies dedicated to Cosimo de' Medici II, the son of Grand Duke Ferdinando I and Christine de Lorraine. A monody is an ode sung by a single actor in a Greek tragedy, or it can be a poem lamenting a person's death. I thought maybe Francesca presented this collection upon Cosimo's death. However, he didn't die to 1621. He did die of tuberculosis. Um, so I guess it's possible Francesca knew of the inevitable. The collection combined sacred and secular pieces, solos and duets, and included varying styles from expressive to lighthearted, florid to simple. In fact, Francesca used these pieces to teach her female students vocal technique. The songs cons constituted a uniquely female-centered publication. They were written for women, by a woman, and they were approved by the powerful Medici women. Francesca's compositional output also included at least 17 theatrical works and hundreds of shorter vocal works for private concerts performed by her students. Unfortunately, many of these compositions have been lost. However, her father wrote that she, quote, filled three books with over 300 works with passages of invention others imagine, with the best ornaments that could come from anyone who professed solo singing, end quote. Speaking of her father, Francesca only lived five minutes from his house, and she worked primarily from home where she taught a number of students, coached, composed, and studied. She also managed her household. And on February 9th, 1622, at the age of 35, she gave birth to a daughter, Margarita. In 1624, Archduchess Maria Maddalena commissioned a work titled in English, The Liberation of Ruggiero from the island of Alcina for a celebratory state visit by her brother, the Archduke Karl of Styria, her nephew, Crown Prince Vladislav. Fernando Garasinelli wrote in the libretto, Francesca wrote the vocal music, and architect Giulio Pagrini designed the spectacular sets representing the dynamics of Tuscan women at the court, with its many female roles, some of which possessed great power. The work was completely sun balletto which is a light vocal composition ending with a dance presented to the foreign guests at the newly renovated Via Imperale. A compositional scheme is used within the work that associates flat keys 
with the feminine, which was the female protagonist, Alcina, and her attendants, and sharp keys with the masculine, the male protagonist, Ruggiero, and the other male roles. The sorceress, Melissa, who also appears in male disguise, is presented in the key of C major. Alcina is an evil and sexual sorceress, whereas Melissa is good. Melissa fights to free Ruggiero from Alcina's spells. The final product was a unique spectacle, and it was represented as the earliest versions of musical theater in history. This comedy ballet is wild, widely considered the oldest opera by a female composer. After her success with that production, Francesca continued writing music for the court. In 1626, she accepted a commission for two, excuse me, two stage works by Prince, Prince Vedaslav. On October 4th, 1627, her husband Giovanni suddenly died. Francesca was now a widow and she was concerned about the custody of her daughter, Margarita. Soon after, she met and married Tommaso Raffaelli and settled in his hometown of Lucca. Tommaso was of much higher social status than she was. He was an aristocrat and a landowner. In Luca, Francesca may have been employed by Vincenzo Buenavisi, who was a child of a prominent banking family. In 1628, now you got to hear this, you guys, she was 41. Francesca had a second child. She had a son whom she named Tommaso. I am just fascinated at this time period in history that a woman would have her first child at 35 and a second at 41. Um, of course, we don't know the other attempts at, at, you know, that she had. She may have had miscarriages or children that didn't make it past a year, and, and that wouldn't have been written down. Um, but I just am fascinated that she was the age she was when she had her children. In April 1630, Tommaso died, leaving Francesca a wealthy woman, but a widow yet again. At around the same time, there was an outbreak of plague in Lucca, which meant that she could not leave the city until 1633. Once the quarantine was lifted, Francesca reached out to the Medici family, who urged her to return to Florence. She agreed and lived in an apartment behind the Dominican monastery of Santa Croce, known as La Crocetta, until 1641. While living at the monastery, Francesca resumed her former duties of the court and was a music teacher to her daughter, Margareta, and to the Medici princess, who lived at or frequently visited the convent of La Crocetta. She also composed and performed chamber music and minor entertainments for the women's court. It is interesting to note that in January 1637, Margareta, Francesca's daughter, was asked to appear in a staged production. However, Francesca protested, saying that it would ruin the social standing of both of her children. Francesca wanted Margarita to have a career in music, so she petitioned the court to allow her to enter the convent. Margarita entered the convent of San Girolamo in Florence, where she lived until 1690, and she took the name Suor Placida Maria. Severo Bonini, a music writer, commented that Maria, quote, became so polished and brilliant in the profession of singing 
Let everyone race to hear her, admiring her smooth voice, almost like a resonant silver pipes, full of trills and articulated ornaments accompanied with miraculous and feeling-filled dynamic shadings, end quote. Francesca departed the Dimitri court again on May 8th, 1641. It's not known really what happened to her after that. However, in February 1645, her son Tommaso, who at the time would have been about 16 or 17, became a ward of his uncle, Girolamo Raffaele. So we can therefore assume that this event would indicate that Francesca Caccini had recently passed. She would have been 58 at the time of her death. Francesca Caccini's career spanned over 40 years. And even though a small portion of her composition still exists, they are a beautiful illustration of the incredible talents that she possessed. Thankfully, the powerful Medici women were able to promote Francesca, and now we're able to promote her as a truly notable composer. <laughs>